freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about... Just Mike. Gotta, Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports Station. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's the, the buff dudes at? Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. All right, I promise good news, and I will bring it to you right now. Every Kraken player practice today. Maddie's back. Maddie practiced today. So did Jaden Schwartz. So did Justin Schultz. Nice. How about that? How about that? For some good news coming off the All-Star break. So uh, no word yet on what that means, but uh, certainly hope it means that he'll be able to go uh, in the second half of the season here, which is obviously huge news for them. I mean, for two reasons. One, they get their guy back, and he is the rookie of the year in all likelihood right now. But two, it means this isn't going to be a long-lasting thing, which can become a major, major problem, Mm -hmm. as we've seen in the NHL with all kinds of guys. So great, great, great news there. Well, we've seen it in every sport. I mean, we've seen it in the NFL. We've seen it in Major League Baseball. We saw it with Kyle Lewis here in town with what we still believe is a concussion with Matty Beneers. We'll see if we ever get clarification for that or not. Probably not, because that's just not the way hockey operates, but that is uh, that is good news. When do they play tonight? Or do they play tomorrow? When uh, they get, tomorrow. They get back tomorrow. Yeah, they have another day off. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> they've, they've, they've really milked this all-star break for all it's worth, man. They have, they've really made sure to get as much time off as possible. Good. Uh, but yes, they will uh, come out of the break, I think, tomorrow on Long Island. Then they go to New Jersey and somewhere else on this trip. So it should be pretty fun. Hey, I learned about something over the weekend that I just kind of wanted to tell you about. I thought you might find it particularly interesting. Uh, and then we'll dig back into some Geno Smith stuff coming up at 930 because that's sort of the big story of the day. But I, I heard about this and I was blown away by it. We talk a lot about the technology in sports and how it's changing the game, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And obviously baseball in so many ways is at the forefront of that, which is so funny for such an old school game that in so many ways it's at the forefront of using technology to to make the game. Launch angles, exit velo, spin rates. Right. All yeah. the things they're finding ways to measure, right? And we've yep. heard some of these names come up a lot in the last few years. Rapsodo and right, so Trackman and some of that stuff that they use in golf and they use it in baseball and all of these ways of, of measurement in that beautiful business that started down in p-town called driveline, driveline that for now sure is, is is grown and it's not just pitching it's hitting it's all of it yeah just amazing so all these really cool things work. that are going on at the cutting edge well i just heard about this and and maybe you guys have heard about it by now but i had not uh there's a company and i think it's out of canada uh that is that has worked on it's called traject t-r-a-j-e-k-t traject uh, go look them up it's actually pretty cool so they they have designed a pitching machine that throws real baseballs at you in a cage that perfectly mimics major league pitchers. It can change its arm angle. It can change the spin rate, the velocity, the the style, all of it, so that they can perfectly mimic major league pitchers. How crazy is that? And oh, by the way, they put like a like an image, like a hologram style image. I don't know if it's 3D, but like they they project onto the front of it the windup of that pitcher so that when the ball comes out of the slot, you can time it exactly as it would be having Justin Verlander or Luis Castillo or whomever. I don't know if you can go back in time like 
Pedro Martinez, Sandy Koufax or anything like that. But um, but for any major league pitcher, it said it can capture 98 percent of them. So I'm guessing the like, you know, extreme no submariners, submariners or, yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. Maybe the it can't Adam quite Simbers get them. The world, right. Yeah. Maybe it can't quite get those guys. But other than that, they can mimic every pitcher and you can go, hey, I'm going to be facing Justin Verlander tomorrow. All right. Jump in the box and let's see how Verlander feels. The thing is, how do you get a hit off Justin Verlander? You wait for him to make a mistake, mm. right? You hope sure. that he spins a curveball up there and you get an opportunity to pound it. The machine doesn't make mistakes. <laughs> It's huh. just like the perfect Justin Verlander pitch every Sounds time. Like my nightmare. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Or like, what, is it uh, the ghost fork ball that Brock was obsessed with? Maybe yes. Hit that. The ghost yeah. fork ball. Kodai Senga, right? And, th- and this is not the virtual reality. Oh, no, it's real. commercials for. This no, isn't no, no. CC Sabathia's son, right? I'm, we're, I'm, in the, we're in the goggles. No, no. This is a real baseball coming at you. I'm watching a video of it now. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's like, imagine a, like a big screen, like a pitcher's screen. It's black. It projects the pitcher onto it. Mm-hmm. The ball comes out of the the arm slot where mm-hmm. it would be. So you're, it's like you're watching a video of a a pitcher throw at you, but then a ball's released. Whoa! Isn't that amazing? And it's the velo in the spin rate oh, and yeah. the curve, and it actually you know simulates the 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 break yep. in those pitch. Oh. No, and the and the, the the actual unit is on tracks, so it'll slide left to right depending on what side of the mound it's throwing from. They've they've perfectly cool. engineered every major league pitcher on a mound. Wow! So that you can practice against them. And all major league teams have. I don't know usage I know, of this I, or. Oh well, you have to buy them. They're not cheap. I know the Mariners have a couple of them. They have one here, and I think they have one uh, down in Peoria. So I don't. Know, maybe we'll get a chance to see it when we're down there. But I mean, like, how fun would it be? Like, we talked a lot about Matt Brash, right, and his ridiculous slider and all that. If you asked me. To stand in the batter's box with a helmet and a, even a, like a face mask and face and just you know stand in the right-handed batter's box for Matt Brash, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. Sure. Do, I would say no. Would you say no? I would say no because I no, actually think no, it would be no. unsafe. I would say yes. I wouldn't want to, but I would say. Yes. I think it would be legitimately unsafe for one of us who has not played baseball at any level that high, and certainly not in years at our, especially at Brock and my age. I think it would be legitimately dangerous if he lost one up and in. I don't know that we would be able to physically get out of the way of it. Give us one of the the mask helmets. I'll take that. I would definitely need that for sure. But I don't know that we'd be able to get out of the way of it. I think we'd legitimately hurt ourselves. But but this won't make a mistake. So would you go in there and be like, okay, type in Matt Brash. I want to feel feel what Matt Brash is like. It won't make a mistake. How would you feel about that? Throwing 98 miles an hour with his slider. Would you stand in there against it? The silence. <laughs> Are you saying no? I think I would. Yeah, I think I would. I think I would do that. Yeah. Would I'd you stand to. in there against Matt Brash? No, I don't think so. Okay. Brock, do you hit left-handed? No. Okay. Uh, again, amphibious <laughs> all over the place. Amphibious, totally yes. messed amphibious. up. Yep, totally messed up. No, this is uh, Tom Wassell's dream. He, he always said he could hit a ball. He could put the ball in play against anybody. Yeah, just put the bat on the ball. I don't think he could do that. I would be curious. What I would actually like to do to see if I could do it is try to lay down a bunt. I would oh, love to. We know I could not do that. To watch so. I know you can't. No, sheet. I do not want to try. That. I would like to try to lay off lay, to lay down a bunt against a major league pitch. No, no, you that's wouldn't. Scarier to me than swinging. Really? Oh, way scarier. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of the way, way you're facing. Yes. I guess that's true, right? If that thing bounces in, and, better know, wear no. a cup or something like no. that for no. sure. But Shin I, guard. I, I think I would like to try that. Huh. 
I think I would like to try to lay down a bunt. Do you think you can finagle a, a shot at this machine? I don't know. I don't. We'll see what happens. Brash or Munoz? Would you rather sit in there at 104 in that slider or Brash? Brash. Because I think I'd like to see what 104 <laughs> feels like. Would yeah. you? Right. Yeah, it's kind of like Maverick, you know, breaking whatever, the barrier. Right? I want to see some of those guys like the, uh, what's the dude who throws that 100? Is it Class A or Clace, whatever the guy's name is? Throws like the 101 mile an hour sinker. Like, I mean, some of the things that are coming out of, of major league pitchers' arms these Emmanuel. days. Is it Class A? C-L-A-S-E, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, yeah, I'd like to see some of that. I, yeah. That sounds fascinating to me, but I would feel, you know. A lot more comfortable seeing it coming from a machine that can't make it. This mistake. just makes me yeah, hit oh, me in man. the face. I can just imagine like my rival high school had all the money. They're going to get one of these machines, and we're going to be left in the. I dust. don't think so, man. I think these are like a million dollars a piece. I'll record like, you guys embarrassing yourselves for everyone. Mm, perfect. Uh, so yeah, I didn't hear you volunteering <laughs> to jump in the box at all, Mar. What was going on there? Because I don't have this like overweighted confidence that you guys have. <laughs> well, I'm not. I have no I'm confidence. Here's my question. No fear, baby. When you take, um, no, thank you. When you take batting practice, do you use a bat or you just swing your fingers at the ball as oh, hard as you whoa, can? Whoa, whoa, watch wow. it. Jeez. She just made one joke at you and you had to go that hard? Yeah. I, I wonder, too, that from hard? a... Oh, yeah, from, that was rough. Really from, went at her. I wonder from a simulation Hope standpoint she survives. if this evolves to QBs for receivers. Go big. To go and catch, hey, this is what Mahomes feels like. This is what these guys, Josh Allen... Right from a velo standpoint, and in you know you run in the different routes, so I'll be kind of curious in time if we see that. But wow, yeah, I wonder if uh, the old Ted Williams, right, and those guys back in the day, right, in the Barry Bonds, and those they guys saw this, what they oh, would think, what they would do to, yeah, yeah, just how much this game, you know, Lewis Riddick talked about the evolution of players. The evolution of the technology in baseball has been extraordinary. Good question from the 509. Can the machine mimic Diego Castillo's 18 cup adjustments before it throws? That's a good question. We'll look into it when we're down in Peoria. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, Geno Smith is letting his opinions be known. A week or so ago, it seemed like he was frustrated, right? Men men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie, he said. He was going back and retweeting old tweets, making it seem as if he was not particularly happy with the way the contract negotiations were going. Well, fast forward to this weekend, he goes on the Pivot podcast and very different tune. Uh, pretty much just I dressed Eli. That is he would- not it. <laughs> This is it here. I would, I would love to be in Seattle, man. I love Seattle. You know, we have a great relationship. And, uh, I, you know, I think we'll work things out. Um, you know, when it comes to, like, contracts, I think every player just wants to get paid his work. And uh, it's funny because, like, a great friend of mine tells me, like, no matter what check they write, it'll never be your, your worth. Because your worth isn't in money. It isn't in, you know, monetary things. And so um, you just want to be respected. You know, your contract just wants to say, we respect you. We understand what you bring to the table. We understand the caliber player you are, and we appreciate you. And that's really all the coming That was one of many uh, interviews he did at the Pro Bowl on Sirius XM. And he kind of gave the same general theme each time, one that certainly sounded a lot more positive. Well, the theme each and every time he's opened his mouth this year has been impressive. I mean, that's been the overall theme. And, and frankly, Salk, as much as the play on the field just uh, shocked and surprised all of us, because we hadn't seen it for a decade in this league to, to play as a Pro Bowl player. He showed it again yesterday to, to break franchise records, to have the kind of accuracy and anticipation that he had throughout the season. 
was one thing. Mm. But from week one now all the way through the pole Pro Bowl, every time that he's had the, the pulpit, every time that Mike has been in front of him, my goodness, has he delivered. And, and delivered once again in, in ways that were compelling, that were genuine, I think very authentic, and show you why this organization really does, and the people around it really mm-hmm. do believe in him. Here's Question the second two. thing you need to know. Well, it's not going to affect his payday, but Gino did look very good at the Pro Bowl this weekend. Uh, started the first of the flag football games and played well and really seemed to to be a guy who tilted the room a little bit there, which was kind of cool to see. I don't know if it means anything, but it was still fun to watch. As for the games, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was more fun than it's been for the last decade plus. The guys were having a good time. They were smiling. And because they weren't wearing helmets, you could see their faces. And honestly, that mattered a lot. You could see them having a good time and felt like you could connect with them a little bit more and see some of the personality. The NFL has a lot of personality, mm-hmm. which which separates it, by the way, from a lot of the other leagues out there, which sort of, you know, like to diminish personality. So I thought that was a cool experience and fun to watch. Yeah, the buy-in of the guys, the fun factor that, you know, they got to do something a little bit different. They didn't have to play in a charade of a game and walk through the motions in pads. What was with Peyton getting mad? Have you heard this at the end? Have you heard Peyton's sound? So this is a a competitor. Brock. He's a winner. Uh Here we go. Somebody knows a bylaw in this rule book. Sounds like Roy Ridge to me, Brock. Yeah, he's pretty upset. You don't like losing a little brother. Ashley slip him a little something before the game to get him all pumped up. You watch it. You play to win the game. Yeah, but then you take too many, you know, steroids and you get super, super aggro afterwards. Enough. Sorry. Here's the third thing you need to know. Uh, Good news for the Seattle Kraken. Everybody was back at practice this morning. (coughs) Excuse me. And that includes... Matty Beneers, thank God. That was all I wanted to hear today, was that he was back out there. He's the favorite, odds-on favorite to be the Rookie of the Year, Calder Trophy, and he is a joy to watch. That was an ugly hit. It was dirty. It was wrong. It should have been punished by the NHL, and thankfully, it doesn't seem like it's going to keep him out too, too long. Most is back-to-back weeks. You're getting everything you wanted to hear. Last week, it was Luis Castillo, no WBC. This week, it is Matty Beneers. He is practicing. He's back on the ice. As they get back to work tomorrow against the Islanders. That is all good news. Not good news uh, for Gonzaga men's basketball to our friends over there in Spokane. Lost Saturday night, 78-70 to a St. Mary's team that's going to win the West Coast Conference. Unless the wheels totally come off. Two and a half game lead now. They're undefeated. Gonzaga's got a couple losses. And for the first time in, what, 25 years looking up in the standings? Just does not happen. And kudos to the UW women's hoop team over there on Montlake. Biggest upset in mm. the conference this year. First win over Stanford in seven years first win over a ranked team in three and this wasn't just any ranked team this was the number two stanford cardinal upset them 72 67 yesterday well done ladies very nice peyton furious with his pac-12 official the intricacies of flag football being argued about by peyton manning I love everything about it. <laughs> McAfee really was the perfect. He was player. perfect for him. He, he, was, he, good. Re- he was perfect. Yeah. Did you like the camera views, by the way? That's everything you need to know. Did you like the. It was kind of a Madden esque 
video like from behind. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. It was all right. Yeah, it was fine. It was kind of cool. See, you don't want to see more and more. They, they flirted with that, right? Because so many of this younger generation is seeing football, excuse me, through right. the eyes of, of the video games. And that is the Madden view from behind. Mm. And they flirted with it with Skycam. They flirted with different camera views. I think ultimately most of the fans say, I need, no, 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 give me the traditional. Yeah, I just kind of want to, I, I mean, I don't mind going to that view Correct. on occasion. Every once in a while. Right. right. It's always fun to have it as a view and as a replay. But to watch the game, like, I think we've just all become pretty accustomed to that, you know, high camera that kind of shows us everything. Yeah. And I saw some people, and I totally disagree with this yesterday. You know, once again, culturally, socially, it's going viral. On yeah, Twitter. big culture. Um, big yeah. culture. Just call me Captain Culture. And uh, they were talking about the, this, oh, is this pass catching, you know, surpass the dunk contest? Uh, no. 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 They used a trampoline to jump. Uh, the dunk contest those men use and defy <laughs> gravity to go dunk. So let's let's take it down a notch yeah. on the whole. Oh, that was an amazing catch. Yeah, some cool catches, cool one-anders, and cool jumping over on trampolines. But come on, man. Give me the dunk contest. I was day. thinking about you when I saw Justin Jefferson, though, catch that ball thrown off the Eiffel Tower. Like, he could have hurt himself. Uh, yes, he Right? Could've. I mean, I Ask know what Mike happened Ferrari. to Mike Ferrari. So yeah. I was... His was, finger's still crooked. I was thinking about that. Like, if Justin Jefferson ends up ruining his hand doing yes. this and isn't as good a player anymore, that would be well, terrible. Remember Gronk, like, two years ago at Arizona spring game out of yeah. a helicopter? Dropping footballs for him Don't to catch? Don't do that. No. No, that's an unnecessary risk. Brock, do you know enough people to maybe get in there? Because I saw Jimmy Clausen throwing passes. Do you yeah. think it's your turn to maybe go What's out up and with see that? what you can do? Jimmy Clausen was throwing passes? He was. Yeah. You didn't see that? No. It was Jimmy Clausen and Matt and Leinart. Leinart. Oh. Leinart looked pretty good. Sure. Jimmy, like, <laughs> I mean, it's Jimmy Clausen. Why is Brock. Jimmy Clausen on <laughs> yeah. television? Yeah. Well, you want me to bring the football? We'll bring the football down to spring training, Justin. Jimmy, ah, you'll, you'll right. Jimmy Clausen should be a radio guy, not a television guy. Just going to go ahead and leave that <laughs> out about. there. All right. Uh, coming up next, uh, we'll speak a little bit more about this Gino thing. I, in listening to you talk about Gino, Brock, it leads me to a very specific question, which I don't think you've answered yet. So I will force you to answer it oh, next. Great. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710salesports.com. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports Station. Are we going to get ranked coming up here in 15 minutes, Brock? I think you'll like today. There's a lot. There's a lot on here. It's old school. It's traditional. Nice. Yeah. I haven't heard you guys bantering about it. Well, we got it all done. Knocked it out pretty early today. Oh, did you? Yeah, we just had so much. It was pretty easy. Oh, I've been hearing about it, Brock. More more Akatsa went. So, Brock, let me ask you a question. You've been dodging the real question all day, I think. And I I think that's really not fair to the people out there. So I, I think it's up to me as the voice of the people at times to kind of stand up and put you on the spot. All right. Why? What happened? Or did anything happen? Why is Gino's tone sound different now than it did a week ago were we reading too much into what happened a week ago with the tweets Probably. are we reading too much into this or did something change or is he uh lying or not lying but misrepresenting his feelings in one of those two spots what is different between the tweets about people lying and where we're at right now men lie women lie numbers don't lie right compared to yeah i think we're going to get something done yeah, and I think most of the tweets 
as Justin and, and Maura have taught us, are song lyrics over the years. Okay. A lot of them are him going back to tweets on his timeline that maybe were in the off season that he's now retweeting with different emojis. And Twitter is a, and social media for that matter, is a dangerous place to make full judgments. It just is, mm-hmm. right? There's context that can be lost. You, you know, I think some people really enjoy misleading others or leading them down this path or, or thinking, oh, I can't, can't wait for people to react to this. You know, and so I think social media, you got to be a little careful. I think when you actually hear the words that we heard after the season in San Francisco that we heard yesterday, those two things really haven't changed, correct? I mean, what, what he said in that locker room following the playoff loss was, hey, man, I know where I'm, I know where I come from. I know what this team meant to me. I know how they believed in me when others didn't. And I, you know, in some ways I'm going to pay them back mm-hmm. for that loyalty. And then fast forward a couple of weeks to the Pro Bowl and has a chance and has microphones in front of him and is a free agent now and, you know, is, is working towards that free agent process. Obviously the Seahawks have this window for the next month and maybe a franchise tag, but his, his words haven't particularly changed. No. Yeah. I think the innuendo and reading into it in the social media realm, like we all have, rightfully, because that's the only information we have at the time, and and he's using that medium to tweet. So I don't think the words have particularly changed. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I don't know that I agree with you, but I it, yeah, it certainly answers. But I do question. know what changes. Yeah, your percentage of him coming back, my percentage of him coming back, mine changes. Yeah, it was yep. high, and then it was low, and now it's in the middle, <laughs> basically. And uh, you know, that's that's not exactly sticking to your guns, but. Yeah, at, at first I was like, yeah, he's going to sign. This seems like a no-brainer. They'll get it done. Reasonable people, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And then sort of looking at the tea leaves and also sort of thinking through what he had to say on Twitter, definitely dropped my percentage down last week. To, and looking at the market where he has right, been yeah, ranked anywhere between two and five yep. as the top free agents. And we know what free agents two through five go look at those lists over the last five to ten years. What do they get paid, especially are they always, as a quarterback? Are they always 100% no, but they're a lot better than the mock drafts are. They've got a pretty good idea mm-hmm. of the top guys that are going to get top billing, who are going to make top money, and it's not reasonable money. It's often outrageous money because they're at the top of the list, and there's a, and then there is going to be a market for them. There are going to be a bunch of teams that need his services. So all of a sudden... Hey, reasonable minds, reasonable people. Ooh, actually, uh, right, not so reasonable uh, when you're that highly thought of. That's right. So I, yeah, I was down under thirty five percent ish, and then after hearing him over the weekend, yeah, I think it gets back up to forty five, fifty percent, somewhere in that range, which I know is like the weakest number to give. And even if thirty five percent or whatever, like it's still you know it's weak because you're giving yourself an out. Like I don't really know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but it does seem a little bit more likely now than it did a few days ago when we left here on Friday. Can you play that cut of, Peter, uh, of Gino that we played a couple different times already? Yeah. This was on the Pivot Podcast. Ryan Clark and crew talking about him and and basically flat out the contract, whether he would come back to Seattle, what that looks like. I would, I would love to be in Seattle, man. I love Seattle. You know, we have a great relationship. And, uh, I, you know, I think we'll work things out. Um, you know, when it comes to, like, contracts, I think every player just wants to get paid his worth. And uh, it's funny because, like, a great friend of mine tells me, like, no matter what check they write, it'll never be your, your worth because your worth isn't in money. It isn't in, you know, monetary things. And so um, you just want to be respected. You know, your contract just wants to say, we respect you. We understand what you bring to the table. 
we understand the caliber player you are, and we appreciate you. And that's really all it comes down to. Now, here's the thing. In addition to that, Gino believes in himself, right? Because that's not the only thing he said on this podcast. He was asked about whether or not a team could get to a Super Bowl because of him and not just in spite of him. Here's what he said. Yes, 100%. You know, I, I haven't started for a long time. So this is my first year starting after a long time. This is only my third year being starting in the NFL. So I'm actually... A little young, you know. I'm not young in age, but like as, tar- as, as far as far as experience, you know, um, I don't think I've reached my peak in play. I know that I'm just inter- entering into my prime. I know that I can play another ten years. I take care of my body. I eat right, sleep right, hit the weights, I study the right way. I know that I could be a lot better than I was this year. Is that a shot at Russ, by the way, that he sleeps right? You know, this mm-hmm. year I, you know, did a lot of great things, but I can be so much better, and that's kind of where my mindset is going to the off season. It's like, man, I can't wait to attack this offseason, you know, take care of the things I need to get better at. And then next season, I'll be 10 times better than I was this year. So how much is it worth being back here in Seattle, Gino? Well, let me let me give you one more cut to try to answer that question because he spoke specifically about what it's like working with a guy like Pete Carroll. It takes a lot of pressure off you. Like, Pete is, a, like, if y'all, I, I hope y'all, y'all should come. You know what I mean? There's an open invitation. I'm pretty sure he's good. Y'all should come to Seattle and just come sit in our meeting room. Just come sit in our meeting room. It, after a loss, even. Coach Carroll is, like, the most energetic, most positive, you know, best mental coach I've ever seen. You know what I mean? He coaches your mentality every single day. He gets you prepared every single day. Championship football. Like, practice is you going at your defense every single day. It's no days off. And so when, when you got a coach like that who's, like, preparing, he's breeding you for success. He's preparing you to play championship football. So what's that worth? You want to go to Tampa in, in, a, in, in a pressure situation with Todd Bowles that in his years in New York and Tampa? It's not really worked. And defensive guy, kind of crusty. That's not his mentality. New Orleans with Dennis Allen, defensive guy, kind of crusty. All the pressure is going to be on him to perform. He's got to win to save his job. You want to go places where guys got to win to save their jobs? Do you want to go to organizations that Lewis Riddick said are broken at the top? Because he's been to those. Yes, he has. Right? He's, I mean, been, he's been in New York. He knows what it's like being in a bad organization. He's been there and done that. And, you know, a lot of the quality organizations, Mike, quality run, as Lewis said, hey, they've got their QBs. So, you know, these 13 or 14 teams that they may have a market for QBs, is you know what you got. Mm-hmm. And, and he should know the value. No state income tax in this state also, you know, resonates a little bit versus California or New York or some of these other states where, you know, when you when you look at the, seriously, the legitimate bottom sure. line of, of what's hitting your checking account, you know, uh, those millions of dollars can be a little bit different here than, than elsewhere. So I think he's smart enough to understand all of that. Mm-hmm. I really do. Still... The difference now, it, between thirty-five million and twenty million is significant. That's not, so not going to happen. We just don't know what the Seahawks are offering them. It, it is going. It's going to have to be okay. So again, this is a conversation over a couple weeks. You and I, it evolves, it changes. Mm-hmm. You hear more information. There's nobody that can sit here when the season ended and feel hard fast and just put your head in the sand and believe nothing's going to change. So you know, this is a little bit nimble. Most contracts and business, you know, you got to be kind of kind of nimble. As we sit here, there's no way it's going to be less than $30 million. There's just no way. Now, how that is how that is ultimately done and what that means for year one of it, Mike. How it's structured. Got, yes. Well, you know, is that a very small base salary and a large 
signing bonus spread out over three to four years. So that cap number this year, when you do have other cap space and you do have 10 draft picks and you do want to win and mm-hmm. you do want to get after it in these next two years, you know, how that thing is exactly structured is one thing. But as far as just kind of the, the money in his pocket, I can't honestly imagine. And even watching the Pro Bowl this weekend. And seeing him around these other dudes and the, and, the, and the respect that he has around this league and his yeah, peers. I, I agree with you. There's no way he would sign for any less than $30 million. But the question is whether or not the Seahawks are going to want to pay him that. And you heard, and we'll get back to a bunch of Lewis Sound tomorrow. He yeah, could not have been more definitive. Very clear. When you said, hey, you know, do you want Drew Locke at X amount? And then you can add on Deron Payne and Levante David and, and maybe make a trade for another Max Crosby and add a, that other salary. With Drew Locke, or in what did he say? He uh, said definitively no. Uh, actually, no. But And in fact, the difference in the delta, in the gulf, between Drew and Gino is the Grand Canyon. But I, I mean, the follow-up, though, is what if we had asked him that last year about Russell Wilson and Gino Smith? He just said the same thing. Yep. And he'd have been right, except he'd have been wrong. Yep. So I, it's not that I don't trust Lewis Riddick, who, as you know, I think incredibly highly of, but I don't think it's as simple as that. I think it's a little bit more complicated given what they just proved this year with Geno Smith. Yes, but Drew's decision-making and his accuracy and that resume is is out there. And, you know, there's... there's so was Geno's resume. There don't, was... You can't revise the history. Geno's resume was out there, too. It was bad. It wasn't good. It was not a good resume. It was a resume of failure. And in this year, he completely turned it 180 degrees around. It's an incredible testament to him and what he did. That's not a shot at Geno Smith. Mm -hmm. But his resume was just as bad, if not worse, Mm -hmm. than Drew Locke's heading into this coming year. Sorry. I I don't – I'm not – that that argument doesn't sway me. Okay. But the argument that you hear from people after people in the league and around the league, the argument of these free agent lists, the argument of what he did accomplish – the argument of, hey, man, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be a less than $30 million a, a, a year guy. That does sway you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's becoming more and more real as these weeks move along. Well, yeah, that part sways me. I just don't know whether or not he's going to be okay with that, like whether they're okay with it. Mm-hmm. I, I I believe Geno Smith, and I've said this from the beginning. This isn't a shot at Geno. I believe Geno Smith is a $30 million plus a year quarterback. The question is whether or not the Seahawks should be in the business of of paying $30 million a year to a quarterback. Well, not saying that you shouldn't ever pay money to a quarterback, but is there an argument to be made that it's either 50 because you got one of the best or don't bother? And I think Gino, or excuse me, I think Pete and John believe that Gino's a $30 million guy too. I think they do too. I don't I, disagree with you. Now, do is that the road that they want to go down? That's the question. Is That's that the business plan asking. they want to follow? Right. Do they feel, because of what they did a year ago, as Lewis said, in that draft, when they hit and they hit and they hit, right? And they hit and they hit. And they had 16 at the table and they hit. And, woo. and with Tariq Woolen, they had like 14 or 13 at the table and they hit. And they still won on so many of those picks a year mm-hmm. ago. Does that embolden them further? To say, we will pay Geno, because like Kansas City, we will use 5 and 20 and 37 and 55, and we will get another starter and another starter and another starter, and we will be bigger and faster and stronger and younger and hungrier and ready to attack 2023 with that quarterback in place and even more youth like we did a year ago. 
Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is Ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. Of course, tonight, Brock, as I'm sure you know, is the anniversary of the start of The Tonight Show. First, John. No, not the start of the tonight. Show. What was it? This Whoa. is the anniversary of the first time Jay Leno left. Oh, sorry. Listen, this was. Oh. I remember. I remember the countdown wow. for Huge this day coming. In history. Whoa. It was a big day. I remember this coming when there was a big countdown. Yeah. Thomas taking over, changing of the guard. And True. Then, yeah, it came back here later. Maura, <laughs> do you want to start it over? Do you want to hit the, with that the in mind? <laughs> tonight's rank. Tonight. Tonight's right. rank. And to be clear, you guys already ranked nights. This isn't before. nights more. This no, is two no, nights. This isn't like nights with okay. a K. Two nights ranked. Well, no, you, you guys did N I D H T and K last night. <laughs> did you get Montel Jordan done? Yeah. This is a little Montel Jordan. We got Casey and the Sunshine Band. You know that one, Brock, and I know I you know do. this one. Friends are coming over tonight. Little Hank Williams Jr. Are we still allowed to play, Hank? I don't think so. Eddie Money. I wonder if Brock knows this one. Oh, yeah. Do you know this one? Fun. All right. This is a pretty good. That's a, not a bad workout beat. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that how you decide if you like music or not? Is if you can run to it or work to it? Just to get your water moving. Our bodies are a lot of water. And, you know, the better the beat, the better the music, the better your workout because it gets your water. I believe in that. That's from Kaz Kazadi at TCU, formerly of Baylor, one of the great strength coaches in America. What if it's the kind of music that breaks your water? Water ranked. (laughs) Boston. Not great workout. No. Not classic rock, though. Yeah, good barbecue music. That's exactly right. That's barbecue oh, yeah, music yeah, right there. Sure. Yeah. Good workout. You feel that? You feel the water moving in your body I right do, now? yeah. Yeah. I think that's fat in my moving. case, but yes. <laughs> oh, this should be top five. Credence? Not one of their big songs. Tonight. I think it's top five. Do you like Clapton's cheese music? Why not? I don't know. I just wasn't sure how you felt about it. I used to have a, a DVD of Eric Clapton for the One More Car, One More Rider tour. Uh-huh. I watched that probably a hundred times as a kid when I was like learning how to play guitar. Hmm. Obsessed with it. You play a good guitar, Justin? Not good, but I play guitar. Tell you when what. We're, when we're together in Arizona, you can pull it out at night? Oh, yeah. Play some Blink-182 around, around a campfire. We're on the campfire. Play a little <laughs> the thing is, if Justin plays it too loud too often, we'll all end up with tinnitus. Nice. Whoa. I knew you were waiting for a moment to sneak that in. That's the cars. Tinnitus. This is from West Side Story. Tonight, tonight, it all begun tonight. You love this one, Justin. Obviously. Really bad workout music. It's no water movement. <laughs> Zero water movement. How about this? Zero. You work out to this, Brock? You know the song? I do. Oh, that's, that's a water bed. Yes. 
as old. J-Lo. a core memory. We got a couple of uh, hip-hop songs, including one we use on this show all the time. Little Red Man. I'm going to just cut that off before we have to start dumping stuff. We'll DJ quick as well. DJ Quick's underrated, man. Name a bad DJ Quick song. No such thing. Couldn't name enough of them. They're so good. Uh, This was, uh, we had Eagle Eye Cherry under eyes, but there you go. We'll save tonight. Mm -hmm. Bob Seger. Maybe this this should be top five. Why don't you stay? How is that not top five? I know, it's close. I love that song. Yeah. Great song. That's themed to baseball tonight. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Carl Ravitch, Peter Gammons. <laughs> Peter Gammons is so good on baseball so tonight good. for so many years. Yes. Homer so on, good. Homer in Alaska said, I'm turning it off so I can finish that CCR song. Yeah, because it's a top five tonight. tonight. Little Sinatra. Little Genesis. Yep. <laughs> Phil Collins, get your water moving. That's a good walking. If you want to go for a long walk exercise. Yeah. Not necessarily throw weight around, but that's a good walking song. Good. Entrance music. Whew. We do have a lot of walks in here, huh? Or a lot of uh, tonight. A lot of, songs. A lot of tonight's. <laughs> a lot of tonight's. <laughs> lot number of five, Mora. <laughs> number five. Will Van Halen. I know that gets your water moving, Brock, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. God, they don't play music like that at the Grammy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's too bad. It is. It's a shame. Number four. Alright. That kind of had to be in there, right? Eagles exist. It has to be. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. That was number four? That was uh, number four. Yeah. Kind of missed uh, John Oliver's last week tonight. I think we had that for. Oh, I thought you were going to have that for weeks in, in, in right. this top three. No, I think that'd be didn't a stretch. Wanna, didn't want to say it. That feels like a bit of a stretch to me. Of course, you got Powerman Five Thousand tonight. The Stars Revolt. Yeah, I guess I, I did miss. That I mean, one. you just have the Tonight Show, like just flat out the Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. no. Okay. No, because that's not a song, bro. Oh, you didn't like him. He's not funny. <laughs> this is only music. Oh, you didn't think he was funny. Moving, bro. <laughs> he thought he's overrated. Jay Leno's not funny. I think we can all agree that Jay Leno's not funny. <laughs> okay. All and right. and Fallon's gotten unfunny now. It's like you take over that spot. I don't know. Nobody can live up to Carson, I guess. Number three. Tonight. 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 Yes, thank you. Great. Is that it? Supposed to be a good voice? Oh. <laughs> Billy Corgan? Smashing Pumpkins? That was legend. so whiny and high pitched. The legend. Whoa. <laughs> More. I don't care. I said it. I said it. I'm not a. She's not you a go. Smashing Pumpkins fan, obviously. Yeah. You go more. The great genius. You go more. Did you think that was a good voice, bro? No, I did not. Billy Corgan, Corgan is a great voice. Stop Pretty it. average. Nah. <laughs> That's how it sounded. All right. Fine. Well, maybe we'll use the tokens then at number two. I 
like that one. <laughs> get some water moving? I like that one. That one gets your water moving, huh? Yeah. No, just a joy. The joy. The joy. Is that, is that 50s again? The yeah. 50s. Whenever you play the, the 50s, way, hits, the man. I used to sing that to my kids it, to go to sleep. Yeah, make it feel good. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. A lot of, lot of pressure here. Well, I would hope you could guess number one. Especially after we played Genesis earlier. Uh, yeah. I would hope it gave okay. you a little hint yeah. as to where we were going to go with number uh, one. Yeah, Phil. <laughs> Better get me to the drums. I don't have that here. I just—that's all I got. What? Oh, no. That's all I have. That's all Justin what? gave me. What? I'll make it up to you, Brock. I saw a whole ESPN Films thing once where it was all these football players talking. It was like Ray, Ray Lewis talking oh, yeah. about right. when that hits. Like, <laughs> the the drum hits. Like, yeah, they really get into it. You know, that's Phil indie. Collins, you know, made it huge, obviously, as the singer of Genesis eventually after Peter Gabriel left, and then as Phil Collins. But he was a legendary drummer before that. I mean, he's the guy who got Robert Plant back working again after mm. Led Zeppelin broke mm. up and after Bonham died. I mean, he's like a legend. He played drums legend. on a lot of the Robert Plant post-Zeppelin stuff. Legendary drummer. And there that's you go. We, that's what you used to Number warm up one. to with the Colts. Number one. You really didn't tonight. give me the drum scene. I don't have it, man. I'm not, I'm not in charge of that. Okay. I'm not in charge of that. No, Justin, that doesn't fill in for the drum scene today. <laughs> did, he, okay? did he just throw you under the bus? If I give you a longer version. <laughs> All right, we're done for the day. Thank you, David Lee Roth, Justin, Mora, Brock, everybody else. Louis Sweet Riddick. Louis Riddick. Get my water moving. It's pretty good. All right, we're going to get out of here. Stick around for Bump and Stacy next. Catch you guys tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. Until then, the hay. Barn. Is in the barn. See you, everybody. Days of the Chopper!